Hey everybody, today Rado runs through the Board Game Mechanics Podcast, which... Oh, who am I kidding? I am not going to run through a podcast. That's crazy talk. Who signed me up for this? That's it. I'm out of here. Joel, Jason, take over. So long. Bye-bye. It's the silliest hour of board gaming. We're the board game mechanics. And that was... A pretty impressive intro, if I do say so myself. Yes, it definitely was. It definitely was. Rado's the man. And I guess it's an exciting week for us here because we have some news. Um, Jason and I, actually, we declared for the pro draft. And so <laughs> we're hoping we get picked pretty high, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe some of these people who did intros for us will put in a good word. So... Uh, <laughs> That's all lies, and don't read into that, because we're just dumb. Um, But I will say this. I have been cutting back on my dairy so much. I'm on this new meal plan. I'm trying to get that real good, slim, fast Tommy Lasorda body going on. (laughs) And so I've been cutting way back on my my dairy. But you know what? 8.35. We recorded 8.45. 8.35. I thought, you know what? (laughs) I could go for some hot, melty American cheese right now. Let's, Let's do that. Get a nice coating on the old vocal cords. So, yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Good dairy treat. But um, our agent now, since we've declared to go pro, he had some good advice for us. Uh, one was no more dairy treats before we record. So we'll start that soon. Uh, but the other one was, he was like, hey, I mean, it's good if people listen to the podcast, right? And I was like, yeah, I, I guess. And then he was like, his name is... Um, his name's Aurora Burbank. That's his name. He's a very powerful agent. Uh, Aurora was like, hey, maybe tell people to subscribe on iTunes or leave you guys good reviews or even reviews um, or wherever they get podcasts, leave reviews. A-, a lot of people have. We have an awesome rating over there. I appreciate it. If you have left a review, thank you so much. If you haven't, uh, maybe think about doing that. I don't know. If you enjoy our show, that's the way you can support us right now. So uh, I guess that's enough pandering and begging and oh wait no it's not uh go to our facebook page too if you don't i mean like i seriously i don't like i forget that people outside of facebook listen to this show and so like i'm thinking of i'm gonna give a shout out to tim tim is faithful with the comments on youtube i love the guy um and he has opinions that match ours which makes us love him more so um at any rate tim shout out for you but i mean if you haven't found us on facebook yet that's a really good way to connect with us and i mean like to be honest there's two hosts and like a dozen fans, so if you want our attention, you can get it pretty quick. So, um, anyway, uh, anything else that you want to ramble about here at the front, Jason? Because I know it's been, you've been you've been doing the rambling, not me, obviously. So <laughs> no, I'm still pretty uh, speechless from getting an email from Rado, and he mentioned our names. So yeah, I, I need to still calm down from that. I know we have his email address now too. What's up with that? <laughs> his post personal mailing address and his email address. Well, his personal mailing address is a post office box, so it's not nearly as cool. Yeah, but you can but. figure out what post office it goes to and then just wait for the guy to show up. <laughs> just stalk him. <laughs> That's true. That's a great idea, actually. Or like Lojack, the next board game you send him as a review. Yeah. Man, true. we're creepy. <laughs> yeah, at least it's not Stefan Feld anymore. Yeah, though. who should be more nervous, Rado or Stefan Feld? <laughs> Probably Rado. <laughs> That's true. That's a uh, fact, actually. <laughs> Well, cool. Uh, I guess today we're going to talk about some licensed properties, uh, what we played, and some news. All right, so let's get into the news. Uh, We have a few pieces here, uh, a couple games, and then 
maybe just something else that creeps up. So the first game we wanted to talk about is a game called Dungeonology, the, Dungeonology, the Expedition. This is a game with minis. Uh, you're probably crawling through a dungeon doing an expedition. Um, and according to the pace that it's on right now on Kickstarter, it may be, you know, blowing some of these other ones out of the water. And it's $89, so there's no reason why it shouldn't be because it's super expensive. It's, uh, it's actually a pretty cool game. I think it's a dungeon explorer kind of creeping game, but it's not about like going in and wiping out all the civilizations that live there. It's like the idea is that you're an archaeologist almost and that you're trying to observe these other like trolls and trogs and stuff. And so it's kind of an interesting twist on it, um, but it definitely has beautiful minis in it and cool art. So that's why I think it's uh, probably so uh, super hot fire, I guess is what I put in the notes here. But like it's definitely so, so hot right now. Um so it's it's one that I think definitely, if you're a minis guy, um, yeah, maybe go look at this one. Because it, it does look like it has great minis in it, too. Um, I'm going to pass on this one. Um, I mean, if the good folks at Dungeonology Boy Games want to send me a copy, I'd, de- I'd definitely play it. It'd be something I'd love to play. But I don't think at the 89 bucks I'm going to quite back this one. There's just You have to make hard choices, you know? So it uh, looks pretty cool, though. You said it was so hot right now, like Hansel. It's Hansel the board game. Yes. You know what that's from? No. Zoolander, man. Yes. Zoolander. Hansel. He's so hot right now. (laughs) Which is kind of a weird, weird pun, because didn't he get shoved into an oven by, like, the witch? (laughs) Yeah. Gretel was there. Yeah, everybody was there. Ooh, woof. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, The next game is a game called Age of Civilization. And what's interesting about this is it's a Civ game that fits in your pocket. So it's almost like it was designed by Scott Alms. Yeah. And it could be in the Tiny Epic series. So it really, like the picture on Kickstarter shows the game in a dude's palm. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this is 27 bucks, so it's a good price point, And it has piles and piles and piles of add-ons. So if you're into that, go check it out. And I just wanted to mention this, Heavy Cardboard digs it. So that kind of ups my interest in it a little bit so i like a lot of the games they like so maybe i'll look into this one a little more probably not but maybe what i really liked about this one is they're selling it cheap like we're gonna make enough money to make the project fund and be able to put these games out but then they know that kickstarter on kickstarter people want you know that like uh first player marker that's like a life-size bust of george washington and like just crazy stuff like that you know so they're doing a bunch of add-ons which i think is super cool um the way how they're doing it so like someone like jason couldn't be bothered by having extra cool minis instead of wooden cubes and so jason can say hey 27 bucks i just want the game that's gonna work and do what i want it to and i could say i'm a i'm a good boy who loves those minis put them all in the box hundred dollars and get like a bunch of like kind of exclusive to Kickstarter add-on. So I hope that model takes off, honestly. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Then it turns it from like a tiny game into a game game. But it's nice. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. I wish I do kind of wish that's how every game was, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Deluxe Edition and not Deluxe Edition, too, is kind of silly. Like, I think usually they... I, my theory is they put the pricing at such a point that you'd be kind of silly not to get the Deluxe Edition most of the time. It's like for $79, you can get... Well, it's a it's a box of soggy toilet paper. Enjoy that. Or for eighty nine dollars, ten dollars more. It's made out of solid gold. Um, so I don't know. Like I feel like the a la carte thing is really cool though, because there are certain parts of deluxe editions that I'm like, oh man, I really want that. But then I'm like, who cares about the uh, box sleeve and stuff like that? So um, I don't know. I like the model a lot. Yeah, I agree. 
Hey, so Jason, there's a, another bit of news I wanted to cover too. Uh, Games Factory is this, it's kind of Kickstarter related, Kickstarter adjacent at least. There's a company called Games Factory uh, that is from Poland. And they had a Kickstarter called Solar City, I think, uh, last year. And then they had like this board game creation kit. Um, but anyway, they're a pretty good sized company. Like they brought Dominion to to the uh, to Poland, and they brought some other pretty high profile games to Poland, and were a, a decent sized company. And so um, there's actually some signs back as far as last summer that they were going to have some issues with fulfilling stuff, um, and. It's just it's just pretty wild that these signs were, you know, there a long time ago. Um, if you researched this Kickstarter, you would have known. Hey, maybe don't back this one because people were starting to say, hey, they haven't fulfilled other years old Kickstarters. So, um, and they were allowed to keep making Kickstarters. So I almost feel like there should be a rule that you can only have one Kickstarter that's not fully fun that's fully closed before you start another one. You know, um, maybe that's the learn learning from this. I don't know. Um, but at any rate, this big company that brought roll for the galaxy dominion, a bunch of stuff that like is very popular project Gaia King Domino, this kind of stuff, uh, went bankrupt in the last month or so. And the CEO just like fled the country and, and no one's quite sure where he's at. I don't think, um, he took off with probably a bunch of money cause there were a bunch of lies and mismanaged books and things. Um, so I'm guessing this guy either lived it up on this money and spent it all or has been embezzling and hit it all somewhere. Um, but regardless, um, Eagle Griffin and, uh, and, uh, uncle, uncle Vidal decided that they were going to make an expansion for the escape plan based on it. So that's pretty cool. That's, that's not true, but, um, (laughs) that would be cool though. (laughs) No, but I think it's just one of those things. I mean, like, I I don't know. I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom, but I'm seeing where potentially some, some stuff is happening in the industry where we need to start being a little more careful. Um, like games are coming out so fast and from so many companies that not all of them are great. So, um, and not all of them are going to fulfill on Kickstarter and just, I don't know, we're starting to see some, just some, just early marks of things that might be signs of change. So, uh, just be a, just be a conscious, conscientious, uh, consumer of, of Kickstarter, I guess. Um, so that's that. Um, before we move away from news, though, is there any hot news from the board game mechanics that you got, Jason, that you wanted to mention, like about our brand? Anything happening behind the scenes? Um, not that I can think of, other than we're just dropping videos, doing a podcast. That's all I really got. Our draft stock is plummeting right now, Jason. Um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, that's true. But I think uh, look for videos to come out more now um because oh boy i gotta get some more out so i put a few out when i was on a little break from work um and now i've got i think i kind of i've got six things that i want to get reviewed uh fairly quickly so by the middle of june so look for about one a week for me um and jason always does at least one a week so look for jason's content to still be awesome if you're listening on youtube just give us a subscribe and turn that bell on you'll see when all these videos pop out if you're not, go over to YouTube and find us. We're, we're Board Game Mechanics. Um, and it's going to say, did you mean Board Game Mechanics? Like, not the compound word. And you're going to say, no, I meant Board Game, like, all together, Mechanics. So we're a little tricky to find. But if you're on our Facebook, too, we post enough links to it that you should be able to find it. So um, that's about it, guys, uh, around our shop. Um, thanks for our support. I think, I think we need to say that every week. You guys are awesome. Um, this thing's growing and we haven't spent a dime on marketing. It's all been word of mouth and all you guys being amazing to us. So thank you. Yep. Agree. (laughs) 
All right, so I got to play a couple games this weekend. I played a few party-ish games, and then I got to play some non-party games. And one of the games I wanted to talk about is from Gray Fox, and it is called The Order of the Gilded Compass. So I don't know if you've played this or not, but it's a retheme of Alea Yakta Est. I think that's what the game is called. And it's a Yahtzee-style game where you're rolling these dice, and you're trying to visit these certain locations around the board. And different locations are going to give you different things. So you're trying to collect artifacts. You're trying to collect ancient dig sites. You're trying to collect people to work in those ancient dig sites. And you're also trying to just climb up this temple to score a pile of points and get some chalices. It's a really easy game. You're just doing this through like uh, of a kind. So like a three of a kind, four of a kind and some straights. And sometimes you can place dice down if they have, if they add up to a certain number like seven or five usually. And you're going to do that over a number of rounds based on the number of players. And whoever has the most points based on the stuff you collect is going to be the winner. I was playing with some people who aren't huge into games. So I figured this would be a good one to get them warmed up and they all liked it. So it was a good thing that I picked it. And that is order of the gilded compass. All right, cool. Um, (laughs) I, my brain got dumb for a minute here. Uh, and when you said order of the gilded compass, I thought of that, like, I forget what it was when the Narnia movies came out, like, there was an atheist group that was kind of like a little whatever about the religious undertones, overtones, whatever you want to say on it. Um, and so there was like another novel written by like from an atheist, like kind of counterpoint of it. The, the golden, golden compass. compass. Yeah. 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 I was like, Oh, Jason, we don't have to talk about licensed games all the time. Like now that we're just talking about them this week, I, I thought it was the golden compass game. I don't know, but my brain was dumb and now it's not quite as dumb it caught up and goes oh yeah it's different um so is this like would you call this like a little like small filler type game or is this like a big box or what is this uh it comes in a big box but it kind of plays like a filler it's about 45 minutes no matter how many people we're playing so yeah it's a a light family filler game uh cool um i played keyforge uh i've talked about this before but i had a really good experience with it um it's just I have this deck, and it's a four horseman deck, which if you know anything about keyforge, they're pretty popular. Um, they're not the end all be all. They thought they were at one time, but they just have really cool synergies about them. And then there's a bunch of other cards that were like in this deck as well that just make it work even better. So like the way how the horsemen work, there's one horseman that lets you pull all your horsemen out of your discard pile, and then like the horsemen just kind of all work together really well. Like there's some that just do damage to non horseman cards. So if you only have the horsemen out, then it's damaging everyone but you. Um, there's some that, you know, like the one, the one horseman resurrects them from the dead. Um, they just, they all have kind of neat powers that kind of work together to a degree. And then I had another card that let me take a card on my discard pile. So I was able to like make this deck pop for me by having some, some horsemen down, using them to attack and kill some big stuff, have them go to my discard pile, then play the horseman of death, I think. And he was able to pull all the horsemen back out of my deck, put them back down into play. Then I killed them all off again. Then I had another card that let me take a card out of my discard pile. It was an artifact, like an Omni artifact, which Omni means you can use it at any time, to pull that horseman back out and put them out for a third time. So, I mean, it was just like a really cool kind of series of cards that went out. And so I thought that was like super powerful and super cool. And I, and I did win. But that said, like the other deck I played against, like I gave it to like the person I was playing against because I didn't like that deck. I was like, oh, this is a pretty weak deck. I don't think it works very well. And so, like, I just wanted to, you know, stomp them because that's what I wanted to do. Um, but at any rate, I was like, you can just have this deck. And he's like, let's play. I was like, all right. But this deck I'm going to use is pretty amazing. Well, he only lost by one key. So, like, even, like, what I would consider an amazing deck against a really terrible deck 
was still only off by like one key of balance. So I think it's pretty neat. The game works out just so well. And for every deck being unique and different, it's just a really cool system of game, uh, of games, I guess, or a game. Um, just a neat game. And every deck that I've played plays a little differently. It feels a little different, but they have just amazing synergy because the synergies, though they're all different, and the different factions and stuff, they just work together so well. Really cool game. Keyforge, I really like it a lot. Um, it's growing on me even. So, um, and I think it was in my top 30 of my top 100 last year. So um, I would say it's sticking around there. That's cool, yeah. Eventually, someday I'll play this game. I mean, I know Kim and Jim have piles of decks, so someday I'll try one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'd... I don't know. You might like it. You liked Magic, I guess, in the day. But it's it's pretty cool. It's very It's very, very much like... I'm going to try and get you and hurt you kind of thing, but not as much as some other head-to-head card games because you can use like your cards as like an engine to reap the the resources you want to forge keys. So I don't know. It's a neat game. Um, I've talked about it before. I've got a review of it up on the YouTube channel, um, but it's really neat, and I suggest it. I mean, if you're on the fence about buying a deck, go ahead, I think. It's pretty cool. All right, so one of the big party games that I played is a game called Ladies and Gentlemen. I've, I don't know if I've talked about this before, maybe, but I'm going to talk about it again. So what this game is, is there, you're playing in teams of two. So it's going to be a lady character or a lady, a person who's playing the ladies and a person who's playing the gentleman. And each side's going to be playing differently. The gentlemen are going to the stock market to get these little tokens of like cotton and gold and stuff to be able to fulfill contracts to earn money. And the women... This is going to sound really sexist, but the women are going to go shopping for apparel. They're trying to get dresses and fans and headgears and brooches and stuff like that. And they're going to give the cards to the gentlemen to pay for at the end of the day. So the gentlemen are trying to get as much money as they can to pay for as much stuff as they can for the women. Because they're trying to get the most stars and each piece of apparel has stars on the bottom. So whoever has the most stars at the end of the game is the winner. It's a really simple little game. It's kind of silly because we had... There were two guys out of the eight people that were playing. So there were a couple teams that were just female and female, which was even more hilarious. And then um, I wasn't playing with Katie. The lady on my team was another person's wife. So we were just switching it up as being crazy. So it's a silly game. It brings out the like gender roles and sexism and stuff. But that's all the, all the spirit of the game, and I enjoy it. So that's ladies and gentlemen. I just started watching a Game of Thrones. Um which has nothing to do with this game, but it's a very sexist show too. So, and I enjoy it, but I'm not saying sexism is okay. So, I'm with you, Jason. Right. Um, it's just a game. Yeah, or a TV show, or books. <laughs> um, <laughs> books. Yeah. I've read. I've read much of the first book. I just got. I just got tired of like. I, I, this is a Game of Thrones tangent here. This is why you guys listen, right? I like read like half of the first book, and I got so tired. I like actually literally at one point had a journal to like write down characters to keep track of them. And like, I got tired of that. So I was like, I'm going to go read the Dresden files instead. And I love the Dresden files. Um, speaking of licensed products, there is one of those, but I didn't play it. Um, and there's a game of Thrones game out there. I'm sure too. Uh, we'll get to those later. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, it does seem like a ruckus good time though. It looks like a lot of fun actually. So it, it really is. Don't expect like a great game, but it's fun to play. Yeah, I think it's one of those games that you just have to be in a silly mood and have fun with it. Uh, yep. I played, I played, and this isn't the one I want to talk about, but I played Fun Employed, and it's exactly the same thing. It's like Cards Against Humanity, but like with job applications. So, but it's a much cleaner version of cards. Um, I, the game I am going to talk about though is uh, Raccoon Tycoon. Um, that that the reason why I talked about Fun Employed is because it matches that criteria of being, hey, don't expect much out of it, but if you're with the right credit, can have a lot of fun with it. Um, so I, I identify with that. 
Raccoon Tycoon, though, I played this one with three only, so um, I really like it. It's pretty good at three. I want to play it at higher player counts, though, because I think it will be better at five than three. So um, at three, it's really neat, but it's at its heart an auctioning game. And the more people you have in an auctioning game, generally the better it is. Um, it's got adorable art. It's very cute, very well-produced game, really fun, but just doesn't do well, I think, probably at the lower player counts as well as it's going to do at five. Um, but it's just a neat game because you're basically manipulating the prices of commodities and selling them to get money in order to buy railroads and towns to put the railroads into uh, for points. So it's like basically a pretty simple game. It's a stock market game with an adorable theme on it where you're buying these things with some auctions going on too. So it's kind of neat because you're trying to figure out like really the points come down to those auctions. So you can have an awesome engine of building and making tons of money. But if you're smart with your money and buy the right things and buy the auctions when other people are poor, then you can really do well with the points. So kind of a neat game, really cute. Um, pretty cool. I think it might share like with forbidden games. The other, the other game is railroad rivals, which I think you're, your takeaway from that one was pretty good at some player accounts, but not others. So this might suffer the same thing a little bit. Yeah, he needs to figure uh, the whoever I think the designer is Glenn Drover. He yeah. really needs to, to figure out the two player experience a little better. But I mean, outside of that, the games are, you know, what I've played are pretty fun. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, doesn't Glenn Drover like isn't his main game like a huge like Empires kind of game or something? Yeah, Age of Empires or something like that. It's kind of interesting that this is his other game. Like he has these epic. Eagle Griffin, $100, like, awesome Civ building games and then these. Um, but I think it's just fine. Uh, I will get back to you guys after I play it with five. And this is one of the mini reviews I'm trying to put up on the channel. Um, I will say that this is probably going to land in that four out of five wrenches category. Um, so something that I that I say is good. But I really think the four and a half and fives are the ones that I'm like, yeah, go get it. I think it's really good. Um, I've only given one game a five out of five, and that was Newton. Uh, and I still stick with it. That game's amazing. So... I agree. Um, uh, so cool. I, I guess that's what we played. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Me neither. Let's move on. So we're talking about licensed product games this week. And licensed properties or, or intellectual properties or whatever you want to call them, they're things that are licensed uh, to like, you know, maybe a movie or something like that is kind of what we were thinking. Um, I think really we're thinking about things connected to media is kind of what we're really talking about. And this is where things get tricky because of trademark law and things. So instead of saying, um, you're allowed to say it at one time, you just can't say it a lot of times on a podcast. That's what our agent told us. Um, Aurora, I don't remember his name. I forgot our agent's name, Jason. Um, Aurora Burkholder. Str- Strom Thurman or something? Yeah, Strom Thurman. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> something like su- that. Supreme Court Justice, son <laughs> of Supreme Court Justice, Strom Thurman Jr. Um <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't get Billy Bader's Ginsburg, Ginsburg, so. BBG. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, could I stumble on our, our, our finally established Ruth Bader Ginsburg's name any harder than I just did there? I don't think I could have. I don't think um, so. <laughs> I'm sorry, your eminence. Uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're going to talk about these licensed product games and what our agent, who, since we went pro, has suggested we just only say the name one time because they can't. According to maritime law, they can't sue you if you're on the ocean or if you only say it one time. So, um, good thing we're on the ocean. Yeah, that's uh, rest of development going on. Uh, but so instead of saying Star Wars, like we might say say that name once, we can't say it anymore. Now we're done. We might say 
glow stick, glow stick, uh, glow stick space tussle instead of Star Wars. And you'll have, oh, I said it twice. Dang it. Good job. I guess I guess we're owned by Disney now. Okay, cool. Well, welcome <laughs> to Disney's board game mechanics. <laughs> that could have its perks, though. It could. Think about the fast passes. Um, so we'll probably have to call them different names. Like instead of saying it's the Jurassic Park game, we'd have to call it like Dinosaur Island or something crazy. So uh, anyway, that's true. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, I I guess I'll just get right off out of the box here. This is one that I played last weekend, and I had such a good time playing this game that I had to make it on my list. Um, I was playing with a guy that I just started playing games with, and he's he saw my copy of Secret Hitler, and he was like, awesome, I love that game. And I was like, you know what? I want to play Hail Hydra instead. Like, I want to try that out instead. And so Hail Hydra is the pick. Um, but he, the whole time, just kept acting like he didn't know what he was doing, like he was confused and didn't know what was going on. And he's the new guy in the group. And obviously, he's a Hydra then. You know? I mean, like, the other guy was just terrible at it. I knew right away he was a Hydra. And at one point, my son and I, like, just shot each other a look, like, oh, that just happened. Um, like, we were talking about, like, there were seven points left. And if you declare Hail Hydra, then you do three points of damage immediately. And I was like, okay, if the Hydra both say Hail Hydra, then you're going to do six points of damage. And then he said, and no one else at the table, my son and I said it, caught it. He goes, yeah, but we need seven points. And I was like, okay, there's a Hydra. Like, it was just really fun. But it's basically Secret Hitler-ish. Uh, like, not really, but kind of. It's Secret Identities, and you're putting cards into a pile to see if you're doing damage or defending New York City. And it's pretty cool. Everyone has little player powers. Um, pretty neat little game. Um, really enjoy it. And I think it's my go-to. I mean, like I've played a lot of secret Hitler, so I think this one's maybe my go-to secret identity game for the minute. Um, really enjoy it. And I know it's like dirt cheap some places right now. So I always like to bring out games on these lists that are like on clearance, different places. So, um, I'd say look for it. I have a couple of promo cards. Thanks to one of our fans. Thank you. You know who you are. I love those promo cards and you're a really good pal for doing that for me. So Hill Hydra is my first of the three games. Cool. Yeah. I may play that someday. We'll see. Um, the first game I wanted to talk about, this may cause some controversy, but I am going to pick Jurassic Park, also known as Dinosaur Island. We've said that name twice now. We're, <laughs> we're owned by... Yeah. I know Dinosaur Island's not licensed. I get that. But it's so close. Like, this is essentially Jurassic Park, the board game. It has a chaos theorist. It has so much, like, references to Jurassic Park that the only thing it doesn't have is the licensing. So, yes, it's not really an, a licensed game, but I wanted to put it on the list because it's a licensed game. I didn't put it on my list, Jason, because I have principles. <laughs> I don't have principles, apparently. Uh, no, it's it's an awesome game, and it definitely is the Jurassic Park game. Yeah. I just wanted to give you a little credit about that. I, I think it deserves to be on this list, really honestly. I just didn't do it because I was like, ah, it's in my, it's in my closing honorable mention games because it's not technically a... And there's another group of games that I put in that. It's not technically a licensed product property, but it really is. It really is the Jurassic Park game, honestly. Um, it's awesome, though. I just played this one two weeks ago. Loved it. Loved every second of it. It's a really great game. So, yeah. Right. So if people have issues with that one, maybe by the time I get down to the bottom, I'll be able to come up with a third one. I, I just don't have a ton of licensed games, so that's kind of why I put it on the list. Just not something that I play a lot of. Yeah, I mean, usually because there's a good reason because you're usually really bad. I mean, honestly, so yeah, you're not, these are the ones that are decent, though. You're not wrong. Uh, my number two, Jason, and these aren't in any particular order. They're just the order I thought of them. Um, the Reckoners. I didn't even know this was a licensed property game until like a week and a half ago. Um, this is based on like uh, a graphic novel series, I think, or maybe a short story or novel. I, I don't know. Brandon I think it might be a Sanderson novel. or something, I think, is the guy, yeah. right? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, it's an awesome game, though. I love this game. Played this one over the weekend, too. Just really cool. It's, I mean, it's Yahtzee, cooperative Yahtzee, where you're fighting a bad guy. Um, and it's just a lot of fun, because everyone has slightly different player powers, which gives you slightly different dice. Um, love this game. Really enjoy it. Um, the only complaint I have about it is uh, both times I played it, I played with kind of like a not an alpha gamer, but an overly competitive gamer that like, I was like, there's no trader mechanic in this game. So we're all on the same team. We're all working together. And in the entire game, he was like questioning everything I said. Like, it was like, no dude, I, why would I try and mess this up? There's, there's no trader mechanic in this. I've told you before, like, we're all on the same team. It's like, are you sure? I want to have this piece of equipment, not you. I was like, fine, man. It's going to help us all. <laughs> it was just kind of funny. So uh, both times. The second time wasn't quite as bad, but like, it's just a pure co-op game where you're using your die and the faces that you get from them to do different actions and fight off kind of this puzzle. Um, neat little game, though. Really like it. It's going to be my go-to co-op for a while, probably. The Reckoners. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I don't love co-op games, so that's part of the reason why I'm not super interested in this, but it does look neat. Those game trays are really nice. Yeah, they definitely are like a top component. If we ever did like top components, hey, we, I think we just thought of an episode we could do. <laughs> uh, games with amazing components. Like if we ever did that, um, this one would get, get mentioned probably because the components are pretty essential to keep the gameplay going smooth. So I like it. Cool. All right. So the next one that I have, and mine are kind of in, I mean, the, the third and second one aren't really in a big spot, but the first one I think is my favorite license game. Well, the last one I'm going to talk about. But the next one I'm going to talk about is Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Uh, this gets kind of some mixed mixed love. Some people like it. Some people don't. I like it. It's a deck builder. It's a cooperative deck builder. But the thing that I don't love is it's super hard. So once you play through up to book seven, because you do like year three, four, five, six, seven, and it gets harder as you go. So once you get to seven and then maybe even add in the expansion, it just becomes impossible. So what you're doing on this normal deck building stuff, you have some cards that let you buy cards, you have some cards that let you attack. You're trying to kill all the bad guys from the Harry Potter series in order so you can get to Voldemort and kill him at the end. It's a a pretty straightforward game, but the co-op piece is nice and how you have to get, you know, you can get knocked out and get stunned and then you lose a bunch of your stuff. So just a little interesting. So that's my second one is Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. That's awesome. Uh, I've heard really good things about this one and I need to play it at some point um, for sure. Well, I am going to say that my number three game, Jason, this is a weird list for me, man, but I'm, I'm doing this based on like games that I've played a lot and games that, I don't know, are in my collection currently. Um, it was tough between this one and one other honorable mention one I'm going to mention. Uh, Max vs. Minions. This is Riot Games. It's based on League of Legends, so slightly different um, licensed property. But it's pretty cool. Um, the licensed property doesn't come through as strong in this as some other games, but it's just a neat... Again, it's a co-op, so you wouldn't dig it, Jason. And I mean, like that's cool. You like what you like. Um, but it's a cool programming and, and fighting these minions kind of thing. And it's cool because you keep upgrading these abilities, getting really strong. Going through these different scenarios is really fun, too. It's neat because it's almost like a campaign kind of thing the first time you go through it, but then it doesn't really matter. Like Each one sets up from beginning to end as a set alone scenario like you don't put stickers on the following scenarios based on what happened in the scenario before you know so it just keeps introducing layers of more complication and things like that so uh max versus minions is mine i know there are some other games out there that i think i would love more than this game if i had played them but i haven't um and one of them i think jason's going to talk about here real soon yeah i will say this game does look amazing and 
I mean, I don't know how much it or what it plays, and I'm probably never going to play it. But it does look nice, and for as much game as you get in that box, the price is amazing too. Yep, for sure. All right, so the first game I put on my list, and probably my favorite IP game that I've ever played, is The Godfather: Corleone's Empire. Uh, so weird. Yeah, it. I, believe me, dude. I'm. I think it's weird as well. But I've played this probably more than any other game so far this year. I think I've played it about six or seven times. Every time people come over, it's just the one game that I keep gravitating to because it's easy to teach, it's easy to play, it has just enough like interaction that people aren't bored on other people's turns, and it's quick. So it, ha- it has minis, but they're kind of irrelevant. They're just like pawns you put out in a space. And it's a great game. Resource management, set collection, contract fulfillment, everything I like in games with a little minis to boot. So my number one, The Godfather, Corleone's Empire. Very cool. Uh, this is one that actually my dude Jed was like, that game was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And I was like, really? That's that's crazy. Um, so he's kind of choosy about what he likes and doesn't like. For him to say he liked it a lot is pretty high praise. Um, and then do you, like, aren't a game snob, you'll play anything. But for you to really give, like, I like this game a lot and play it a bunch when you have so many games to play is kind of high praise too. So this is one that I guess maybe I was a little salty because I didn't get a copy from, like, Marshalls for 10 bucks or whatever. But I do have a beat on one copy that I'm, I'm going to probably end up getting one. It might be number six of the year. So we'll see. It's definitely worth it, dude. Like it's not even a gateway game, but it has that feel. Like, again, I played it with the same people I played order of the gilded compass with, and it was easier to explain actually than I think order of the gilded compass. Cause you can do one of three things in your turn. And after the first turn, all those, those things are so obvious and so easy and so apparent you can just play and have fun. You don't have to worry about rules and all that. So that's part of the reason why I like it. And it's never gone over bad either. So people always have a good time. It like it to me, when I look at it, it looks cool and it looks like something I might enjoy, but it's like, I think like it, it's like if three games melded together and I'm sure that it's nothing like this one, how it plays. So when I actually get to chance to play it and do play it and, and come back, I'll be like, Hey, how's that crow? It's pretty tasty. Um, but it looks like uh, Elder Sign, Blood Rage, and Nothing Personal all like melded together into one game almost or something. I don't know. Like it's just kind of interesting. Um, and I mean, I guess I get the Blood Rage thing because it's an Eric Lane game, and like it's kind of got area control stuff going on in it. But I don't know where I get the Elder Sign stuff from. And then the Nothing Personal is the theme, obviously. So I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely not Elder Sign because there's no dice at all. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It reminds me of that whole like uh, moving around a map on a town i guess maybe more arkham horror than elder sign i don't know yeah i can see that, that yeah that comparison's fair is the gameplay anything like blood rage i've never played blood rage but essentially all this game is really is a worker placement game you're placing a worker and you're collecting resources from the spots that that worker is either on or adjacent to so it's a worker placement game with contract fulfillment it's just packaged in not that way it doesn't look like that's what it is but that's all it is really huh yeah, I think I'm in on it. I think this might be my sixth game out of ten that I'm gonna buy this year. So the uh I'm I'm man, I'm running out of room to buy games this year. Um I may have to figure out creative ways to like barter for games or something. I don't know. Um actually I have a loophole. My wife, uh like I told her that next year my goal is gonna be don't spend more than five hundred bucks on games or something. So that's a much more reasonable goal, I think. Um because then I can buy some of these really awesome bargains that I've been like dying to get. And she goes, she goes, Oh yeah. And I know how you work. You're, you're all like, Hey, that starts now. 
And I said, you said it. It's legally binding. It's true. <laughs> so it starts now. It resets. So Nice. Good job. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter, actually, I guess, because I'm, I'm, I don't know. This is, I guess, I should have put this up in the news section. I'm, for the next however long, my what did you play this week is going to be, well, I played Wingspan, and that's the only game I'm going to play. So, um, because my wife got her copy of Wingspan, which she was very clear is her copy of Wingspan. <laughs> she did um, say that. That's really funny. <laughs> so, I mean, and I, I guess based on social media, that's the only game I need. So, I thought it was Root in the Mind, actually. Well, I think I think that those games are old now. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so Wingspan's all I need. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I did get root, and I think I mentioned that before. And I still haven't got a chance to play it, but I'm already ready to be like, I was so wrong. This game's awesome. Um, it just it has some really cool stuff going on in it. I think all the things we said about it are going to be totally accurate. That there's some merited criticisms of like teaching and things like that, but I think it's going to be pretty amazing honestly um and wingspan looks pretty cool too um but the mind i'm gonna stick with not playing honestly yeah i am with you on that one all right so that was enough of the uh joel's joel's personal what's happening in his house and what he's gonna play uh arc i guess we can get back to those licensed property games i think we're done man are we well yeah i mean we're done with the official list yeah we are, but we aren't. So um, I went ahead and just jotted down like everything I could think of. That's like kind of a licensed product that I, licensed property that I played, and it, it was good enough that I would merit mentioning it on our draft eligible going pro show, um, which I guess we're projected in the third round. I mean that's not bad. So um, I, I'm I'm hoping we go in the go in the high third round, but we'll see. I was thinking I was thinking the eighth round. No third, according to. Um, <laughs> According to... The eighth round doesn't exist. Di- di- yeah, it doesn't. You're right. Uh, it depends on if it's the baseball draft. I think it does, but... That's true. That, that's true. But no one's talking about the baseball draft in, like, mid-May uh, or early April, I guess. Or why'd I go from mid-May to early April? <laughs> it's mid-April, actually. <laughs> I, I wish it was mid-May. Oh, man, I wish it was mid-May. Um, Jason, I had too much dairy. I can't think. <laughs> so these are the games that I've played that I would say merit being talked about on a third round caliber podcast okay um battlestar galactica pretty awesome a little long for my taste another game i'm going to mention here in a second is better than it to me um cool like semi co-op with a trader thing going on kind of the first to really do it well out of print good luck finding a copy um unless you traded me 300 dollars worth of splatter games for it sucker because that game's okay it's not great um, there's a better game that you can get for 10 bucks. Just stay tuned. I'm going to tell you about it in a second. Uh, Watson and Holmes, uh, that's a licensed property. I don't think there's licensing to it, but it's like an intellectual property. Um, it's like public domain, but that's the one that is pretty fun. Um, it's like kind of a competitive version of solving a case so you can do it quicker. Um, there's still the only thing I don't like about it. It's got like a weird subjectivity thing on it. Cause like you're going to solve the case, but like you cannot get it wrong necessarily, but there's like some interpretations that have to happen. So it's like, you could say say something and someone has to be like, yeah, that's close enough. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't like it when there's a judgment call in there and not a definite victory condition. Uh, X-Wing Miniatures, I like that game quite a bit. But then at the end of the day, I was like, ah, I think I'd rather play a video game than spend like a lot of money playing a simulated dogfighting video game and hundreds of dollars on a table to do it. It looks really cool on the table. It's really fun to play. I don't judge anybody for playing it, but it just wasn't for me. Ticket to Ride Marklin. Is one that I thought of. I, like, that's crazy because it is licensed property. And that's the reason why we don't have it anymore. Because I think Marklin Toy Trains was like, no, you can't do it anymore. Um, Monopoly Gamer. 
Mario, our good buddy Mario, hanging out there. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the card game. Uh, and this is where like I put in these games because they're kind of licensed properties because we're intellectual properties, kind of in the same area as like Sherlock Holmes. But the Arkham Horror games, like if I was 100% sold on Arkham Horror being a licensed property, the Arkham Horror Living Card game is my favorite by by far. Heads and shoulders above everything on my list. So um, maybe even above Dinosaur Island. I love that game quite a bit. Um, and then Eldritch Horror as well. Um, Batman Love Letter. I just thought of that one. I was like, oh, that's that's a bad game probably, but I'm going to put it on here. Um, that's a fourth round pick, Jason. I'm sorry. Uh, Dice Masters, obviously. Discworld, and then Firefly got a shout out on our Facebook page. But Discworld, I mean, but Firefly isn't good. Um, so sorry to Sean who said that, but Firefly's not good. It's just too long and just basic pick up and deliver. So if he listens to the show this long, I'll give him a lot of respect. But I don't think he will, and no one knows who Sean is. So bad game, Sean. Um, okay, so I was thinking. If I had to get rid of the Dinosaur Island pick, I would pick um, the Mask of the Red Death instead. Ah, Poe. Because, that, yeah, that's Edgar Allan Poe. It clearly is, it's not licensed because I think all of his stuff is public domain now, but it is based on his book, and I really enjoyed that game. So, should people have issues with Dinosaur Island, I'll go with Mask of Red Death. If we were a first round podcast, people would have big problems with Dinosaur Island, but. I, I think we're third round show, and that's fine. Dennis Rowling can stay. Yeah, I mostly just put it on there for something to say. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's great. Dennis Rowling's awesome. Uh, I, I think I think if when you told me you were going to put it on there, I had a little more I had a little more charisma in me, so I was going to fight you more, but I don't have it in me. Uh, it's, it says darn dairy, man. It's kicking in. Um, <laughs> I, it's really just I'm tired. It's been a long week. Uh, and the Blue Jackets, man, they're making me excited. Blue Jackets talk coming back next week after we are into the second round, but Blue Jackets, man, they made us happy. So uh, that they did, the, that they did. The ADD is strong with me tonight. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but um, <laughs> the game that I was going to mention earlier that I think you can go out and find at an uh, at an Ollie's Bargain Outlet uh, for like ten bucks, and it's awesome. And I would rather play it than Battlestar Galactica. Is Homeland the game? So it's a little fiddly. There's like a lot of stacks of cards in it, but it plays. It's like Battlestar Galactica light almost. Um, so it gives me everything Battlestar Galactica does. That's cool in like a much lighter package that takes like an hour and a half instead of three hours kind of thing. So at least with the groups I played with. Um, so Homeland, go out and look for that one. If you're really itching to get a copy of Battlestar Galactica for like a couple hundred bucks, go check out Homeland. I think it's really good. And they printed, a, I think it was Gale Force 9 printed just a billion copies of that game. And so there's a lot of them out there cheap. So you can probably find it at any like big lots or thrifty type places that you can find. So bargain hunt, I think is where you guys go in Ohio. So I'll put it's there. Um, we have Ollie's too. Do you? Yeah, you do. Uh, but we yeah. have a bargain hunt right next to the Ollie's actually. Wow. That's like my mom's yep. dream. Yeah. It's awesome. My mom would be very happy to go to that strip mall <laughs> and a rural King right in the middle. Oh my word. My mom and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, oh man but Homeland's really good uh, for sure um, and man I, I swear dairy isn't code for booze I'm not drunk I, I seem like it maybe but uh, just tired man yeah I'm with you and I got some other things going on in my mind right now but yeah I still think we uh, we talked about a lot of IP games licensed games and there's probably more I just don't play a ton so I'm bad at this topic but I think we got some cool ones in there. Yeah, hopefully, I 
was hoping we had an interview this week too, but we may have one next week. Um, we're working on getting an interview on the show, a couple of them right now. Um, we have like maybe three or four lined up that we could do. Um, we're hoping to return those soon. So, uh, anyway, I guess I, man, I've talked too much probably really. Um, I've been Joel and I'm Jason and we've been the board game mechanics who tell you to keep gaming. Is that how we end it? Is that, uh, sure. But I'm going to say, I'm just going to give Rado one more shout out. Hey Rado, thanks for doing the intro. You're amazing. And if I show up at your house, just, it'll be okay. I think like we're probably a keeper league pick. Like, I, I don't know that we're a good for this season uh. pick, but I think we'd be a good Keeper League pick. <laughs> uh, anyway, we, we're going pro, um, so we're going to have probably some, like, that was my crew, but I, I, I deliberately changed it a little bit to, to make it not sound like we have to pay royalties. Cause they, prob- I, <laughs> they probably wouldn't care anyway, dude. Yeah, they're really funny. Molly Crew like lights hotels on fire and like has all kinds of like sex, drug, and rock and roll, but also super litigious about you humming their songs on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they're Gene Simmons or something. I think we'll be fine. Yeah, Gene Simmons would want a piece. We'd be Disney's Gene Simmons Porky Mechanics. <laughs> we probably owe him money right now just for saying his name. Uh, Gene Simmons, the she. <laughs> Gene Shimmons. Gene Shim Gene Gene <laughs> Shimmons. She uh J E A N Gene Shimmons. Uh, uh he'll just bury us in a kiss casket. Are those real? Uh, yeah, Dimebag Daryl's in one, man. What? Yeah, they gave he gave one to Dimebag Daryl when he got killed. Yeah, maybe yeah. I, I guess he did give it to him. Kind of That was like t- ten grand that he lost on that deal. Wow. Yeah. And Jason, you only lost a quarter of your heart when Dimebag Daryl died. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't remember. He's in one of those real heavy boy bands, but I don't remember which one it was. Pantera. That's there it is. And Damage Plan. Um, all those bands, man, Pantera, Metallica, like they all have like weird incestuous relationships where like this guy played in that band, then this band, and then uh, this band. Yeah, it is kind of like that, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Uh man, you are a true fan if you're hearing me say these words right now. Thanks for listening. Yep. See ya. Keep gaming. I think I said that once, maybe. <laughs> you did. This is I'm not just a third round show at all. <laughs> this is like sixth uh, round. Yep. All right. See ya. Jason, this is a secret message for you if you end up editing the episode. Thanks for editing the episode is the secret message.